0: beautiful good morning good morning i named this or titled this <laughs> now is not then <laughs> i was thinking about boundaries beautiful boundaries versus dysfunction especially family dysfunction you know dysfunction a lot of people will have trouble with dysfunction. Dysfunction to me is about treating someone a certain way because you experienced them as bad or wrong, right? That's dysfunction the reality is that it's Nanya none Nanya none business so if i take a family member and that family member got all pissed off and all twisted because he or she wasn't called upon to be the executor of the will right there's a reason for that there's this core essence of distrust within the family and the family did not want that person in charge right financially and then five years later or ten years later or whatever that same family member went behind backs and manipulated a situation so that I don't know 40 acres could have been sold along with his or hers acreage Uh, to create a million dollar plus sale that's dysfunction but it's not our job it's not our job (laughs) to be the teacher our job, our only job as I see it is to simply have boundaries boundaries are so incredibly important but I'll also tell you that boundaries are very very flexible changeable removable <laughs> which makes it all up to you how those boundaries can be flexible, changeable, interchangeable, removable. It's all up to you. My point is, three minutes in, you have choice. You don't want to go around being other people's teacher. For example, if someone treats you badly in a situation, you're not the teacher. You don't treat them in a way that it supposedly will teach them a lesson, right? You're not the teacher. You treat them in a way that, listen to me, feels good to you. I have another family member that, I don't know, got his panties in a wad, I don't know, seven years ago or something, super pissed. And what he's done is chosen to be kind, I would call it, and courteous, right? Kind and courteous. Well, recently, when I had this little stroke, and I was in the hospital, he showed up. And he looked at me and he said, "He mouthed, "I love you." And I mouthed, I know." <laughs> So, I've sit here for that seven years knowing this little dude loves me. He loves me. He just really, 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 really wanted to be right back then. And I just had to sit and let him. Do whatever he thought he needed to do to feel right in his feelings, right? Or some people might say righteous with his feelings, right? There may have been some of his feelings that were right. (laughs) I'm open, willing, and curious enough to know that. He may have been right. As a matter of fact, as when I reviewed it and when I found things that I could have done differently he was right not all the way not all the things that he spoke of but there were some that were right I could have done differently and if I had to do it over again would try to do it differently but what I knew in the moment in the hospital room was that he deserved grace he deserved and needed and wanted and I wanted him to have real love real acceptance and real full on grace what I said back to him was I know I know you never doubted that I love that I love that I knew that little dude loved me (laughs) he's not a little dude anymore he's a grown ass man the third example that I brought up is is such a as I review my life as I rise up to that 30 70,000 foot view and I look I'm like damn that was good It was um, a work situation. Lovey, don't tear that up. It was a work situation where I stood up for myself. And when I did, I was fired. It was like, Teresa, we have come to an impasse. (laughs) And I said, in the moment, I figured you would say that if I stood up for myself. He even said, do you need to clean out your office? Uh, no. Again, I knew if I stood up for myself that you would do this. I've already cleaned out my office. It's all good. But what I haven't done and what I'm so proud of is I haven't burnt bridges. I ran into that guy five years later or something like that in a coffee shop. He wanted to talk to me. So I gave him my business card and he called and we talked and he hired me back it was under independent contractor status instead of employee status but he rehired me and he didn't even remember firing me five years earlier you know that's that's a person who is not present like out to lunch that same guy texted me a personal text last week after I had this little stroke and it said thinking of you so no I don't burn bridges as I review my life and the things I've learned and the desire to be full of grace and full of forgiveness and full of I'm just gonna say not needing to be right not that I don't have times where I strongly want to be right but what I learned was that I don't need to be right I just need to be happy and that's what I want for you you don't need to be right You need to be happy. And one of the ways that we can become happy is by allowing people to people. If they want to be distant and courteous and kind and just formal, let them. If they want to fire you and escort you out of the building because you stood up for yourself, let them If they want to go around behind your back and manipulate financial situations so they come out smelling like a real rose, let them, let people, people, let's get back to dysfunction and boundaries, God, beautiful boundaries so boundaries to me if i say it simply is it just means that i don't want to get back in the sandbox or i'm not going to get in the sandbox and play with you in life for reasons like you've shown me who you are right i want those decisions though to be more about grace more about what's needed Please don't let me step into the trap of trying to be their teacher, teaching them, you know, how to be in life. I don't want anything to do with that. You know, we, we want to be their teachers, but we can't. We want to correct their behavior by making them feel bad or wrong, but we shouldn't. We want to make them pay for what they did, or didn't do but we can't we you and I are not their teacher life is their teacher our only job really is to love them anyway anyway they show up and let them be who they are the way they are. One of those dysfunctional family members called me the week after I came home from the hospital. And I don't remember really what all we talked about, but it it can be put in the column of weather. How you doing? How's this? How's that? What's this? What's that? Never acknowledging the shitty ass way they've been in the past. They want to ignore that. Could we ignore that, please? I love you and I care about you. Can we ignore how I act in life? Yes, honey. But at the same time, I'm over here knowing that I did that helped him ignore what he's done in life. I helped him ignore it. By, let's say talking about the weather that's showing him much grace because I'm not his teacher right I don't want to be his teacher okay how do you do this though how do you do this you rely on God source creator higher power, power. Higher power, source, creator energy shows me how I can love more how I can love beyond how I can love anyway (laughs) how I can feel good about who I am I love knowing that I'm not anyone else's teacher. I'm here to learn. I'm here to be open. I'm here to be willing. I'm here to be curious about what I can learn, right? Um, What is teachable to me personally and, of course, professionally. I got in a heated group session last weekend. It was heated. And I prefaced the group session with, this is not going to be easy. This is going to be hard. You're going to need to, in moments of this group session, keep your feet on the floor and know that you are grounded. You may need to put your hand on your heart And know that you are connected to Source. Know that you are safe. And know that if you're triggered, that it is not necessarily true. Or be open-willing, curious to figure out why it's triggered you, right? This is not going to be easy. Well, it was not. And it was a couple clients. So there were two of them and me facilitating And he said, I am so triggered. And I was like, it's okay. That is the secret sauce. You want to get off of this phone call and figure out what it is about what was said that actually triggers you. And most of the time, it'll make us feel shame or guilt or bad like we're being abused again we revert to that child that has no choice that's being abused either mentally physically emotionally right? spiritually it's abuse and we don't know how to handle it so we revert to old patterns which are child-like patterns I did this in the hospital after the stroke having Big, big, big feelings. And I acted like a 10-year-old at times. I can see that now. Look, well, okay. I acted like I needed a juicy and a nap. Bottle, a bottle and a nap. Right? Y'all, don't be mean to yourselves when you have big feelings. Don't be mean to yourself when you're triggered. Go play perspective detective. Look at where that came from. How old were you the first time you felt that? Right? Ask God. Ask source. Ask creator. Ask higher power. What is that about? And then listen. You'll be shown. It might take up to like three days or so, but more will be revealed. I promise. I get so excited about that. I can feel kind of upset at times. Yes, I'm a coach, but I'm also human. I have all these things to process too. It's a lifelong journey of processing. Life is not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows. There's real shit to dig into. Real shit. But it's so fun to uncover and discover where those triggers actually originated. A lot of times it's when we're 7 or 10 or 12 or 15 or 25 we're young young in a way that we didn't know how to process process like we might know how to today that's why trauma work is not returning to the scene of the actual accident it's returning to the scene so you can see how you processed it then and you can update that process and see that differently than you did at 10 or 7 and hold and understand and have compassion for the 10 year old that didn't know what the hell to do with all that you know as a 30 year old as a 40 year old as a 50 year old as a 60 year old we know more about all that today that's why we also want to have compassion for the youngsters out there. During you, every single one of them are looking for love and looking for acceptance. And if they can find it in the screen, you know, on a tablet, or in groups playing games, or in sneaking out of the house, they're going to find it. When we adults can sit with them and say, Oh, tell me more, baby. Tell me more. God, I love talking to my granddaughter. She's so opinionated. A lot of times she's spot on. But there are times when I think she's completely off. I accept both. I love both. I pray about both. I pray that she'll stay open, that she'll stay willing, that she'll stay curious, because it's so fun to learn about yourself. It's so fun to expand. It's so fun to uncover and discover all these unique little things that you did not know. And all these unique little tools that you didn't know could help you, serve you, support you. you know I love you right you know that I am here to be of service you also know I would imagine that I don't have your answers what I have I've established tools that actually lead you to your own personal answers that's what doing the work is using the tools And having these I call them spiritual awakenings and then like my advanced client says she gets so excited for the next download the next spiritual awakening the next aha moment right people who are excited about aha moments spiritual awakenings and downloads are seldom unhappy not that they don't have bad or hard times they do but they also know beyond a shadow of a doubt that just around the corner like I said like approximately up to three days there will be more revealed y'all come and learn how to do that that's freaking fricking fun I love you big and I'll see you next time. This is Teresa, signing off.